0: Well, thank you, for, well after, thank you for joining me again for Business, the Law and You. Julian Campbell here. We've got another interesting show lined up for this you this week. A bit later in the program, we'll have a look at one of our Harvard Business Review tips. This particular one is leaders win trust by not hiding their doubts. We're also going to be looking at uh, a SWOT analysis for your business. But right now, we're going to have a chat with Craig McGregor from the Hunter Recruitment Group about branding in the recruitment process. Good afternoon, Craig. G'day, Julian. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thanks for joining us today. So uh, we are talking earlier about branding, how important it is now in the recruitment business.
1: Yeah, well, well I think in terms of re- not just the recruitment industry, but recruitment generally for, for organisations, I think one of the things that, that individuals, when they're looking at um, changing uh, workforces or changing jobs, uh, they're looking at the brand, they're looking at the values, they're looking at the message of the organisation that they're potentially going to join. So I think getting your marketing uh, mix correct is a really effective tool to helping you find the right people.
0: So when you're talking about brand, of course, we're not just talking about the actual logo image, we're talking about what what the image stands for.
1: Yeah, correct, correct. So, how you so this is a really good good uh, statement there. The the brand, the logo, the the graphics of it, how they uh, portray your values, but then also just the messages that you that you purvey to the to the marketplace. So, how you use video technology, or how you use social media technology today, how you use general media, all those things add up to being a, a brand of choice, which helps you build customer base most people don't think about it but it actually helps you build an employment
0: base as well. So I think also one of the areas that's really important when we come to our brand it would be our website. I would think people would jump on and look at uh, the website and see some of these uh, values and so forth. 100%. And
1: that's one of the key messages that I talk to organizations about when, when, um, when they're advertising or when someone leaves my office, for example, and we're talking to them about a potential customer, the first thing they do these days is now they can access it on their phone. So they, they would leave my office and the first thing they do would Google uh, the organization that, that we're talking about and they'd want to know more about their, their brand, their values, what the organization does, what it stands for. Is this the kind of organization that I want to work for?
0: Yeah, and it's actually amazing that uh, something like only 50% of small businesses have a website. So, uh, um, you know, focusing on that, I would think, especially small businesses, trying to uh, recruit people.
1: Yeah. Conversation on air. I mentioned to you, and I just used a random uh, industry. If you use, say, pest control or something like that, where there's a lot of competition, um, some of those have really uh, professional websites, and all their branding looks really great. Compared to the, the smaller businesses that are trying their best, but don't have those uh, things in place. If you were a prospective employee, you'd be, you know, weighing up which direction you wanted to go to for your career more than likely going to go down the path of the more professional organisation. so it's quite critical not only again to attract customers but to attract the right people for your business
0: and one of the things we're talking about also just a few minutes ago was the, the value of video
1: and how we can use
0: video to actually show workplaces
1: um, a great way to attract staff, but I remember recently at one of our Maitland Business Chamber meetings, we had a a, um, a member organisation, and they had a we have a thing called the Five Minutes of Fame, where someone luckily out of the drawer out of a hat gets to stand up and tell us about their business well this organisation chose to actually use one of their onboarding videos so when someone starts with their organisation there's a video that shows different parts of the job but, but also it really shows the elite message of their brand and I sat back and went this is a great tool for not only showing those individuals but it shows the people outside of the, the organisation what a great brand it is so that Video tool could be used for multiple um, opportunities and you're right In the days of seeing a job ad for example as a, as a physical piece of paper or letters on a screen uh, those days are, are numbered as video technology now you can you can show individuals the work site you can show them the actual job that they're going to be doing you can show them the the kinds of um, customers they're going to be dealing with lots of different things
0: do you find that uh um, job applicants are actually taking advantage of this? Are they actually doing their research before they come along for job interviews?
1: 100%. <laughs> and uh, those individuals that aren't, they're the ones that are actually missing out on the jobs. Because yeah. that's what I think employers want to hear as well. You know, One of those questions is, you know, what do you know about our organisation, the, the candidate that's gone ahead and looked at the website, looked at the LinkedIn profiles of the individuals that they're, they're meeting or, or gone in a little bit more in depth search, that just showcases to the employer that this person is serious about our organisation.
0: And there's really no excuse anymore, is there? It's just too easy. So, so putting your other hat on, and uh, you, you mentioned the chamber earlier, I believe yeah. the, the chamber, the, the Maitland Chamber, that is, is uh, running things called the Huddle's.
1: So we, we had an initiative earlier this year and it's a really great initiative it's called um the huddle and so our huddles are on on a monthly basis our next huddle will be tuesday the 24th of september and it's a really great way for um small business owners people working within small business that maybe you know you get uh stuck in your own cave and you're doing you're doing you're doing on a daily basis this is an opportunity to, to work for a couple of hours in like a bit of a co-working space so we sort of Uh, rotate around different venues throughout the the region in cafes and and other different spots where you might get to network, find out what someone else is doing, look at what sort of project they're working on. There might be some synergies and opportunities to work together, but also it might be a great opportunity to work differently for yourself. So it's just an idea to to get people out of their own physical office and go and start to work together potentially.
0: And your next meeting on the 19th of September is looking at development in Maitland.
1: A development uh, proposal going ahead for one of the um, inner-city locations for a bit of a mixed mix of um, retail, commercial and residential. Uh, it's an exciting um, development, and I think those are the sorts of things that people want to hear about. So from a business chamber perspective, it'll be a great breakfast packed full of um, local businesses wanting to network, but more importantly, a, uh, a opportunity to hear about one of the larger developments that are potentially coming to town.
0: And more information is on the... Uh um, Chambers yeah. website, website.
1: Head to the Chambers website and you'll be able to see both of those events in our events tab.
0: Great. Well, thank, thank you very much for your time again and jumping into that last minute.
1: No worries. Thanks, well, Julian.
0: Bye-bye. Bye. Craig McGregor there from the Hunter Recruitment Group. Yes, he jumped in there when we needed a guest because... Uh, Christina was uh, flying again. The SWOT analysis or strengths, weaknesses, opportunities and threats. We often hear about this and running a business can be extremely difficult so it's vital that you have some of these fundamentals at the very start. And there's two useful tools out there. There's the SWOT analysis and, and the pest analysis. And although we often look at that at uh, start-up businesses, it's important for us to visit it at other times during our business cycle. Uh, The PEST analysis is looking at uh, things that could affect your business, mainly from the external environment. So PEST stands for political, economic social and technology so we're looking at what's happening in in the political arena that could affect our business what what sort of legislation is there what's planned what's coming along government policies that could come along the economic side of course is looking at where the way the eco- economy is going particularly the international economy and the effect that uh, uh, overseas countries might be having on our uh, uh, growth and whether it's growing and declining. The social considerations is what, what's the consumers doing? And obviously when the economy is bad, the consumers are sp- tending to spend less money. and. Uh, Then, of course, the ethical issues. And finally, technology. So what's happening in the technological advancement area? Um, Is there new things coming along that, A, could affect our business if someone else does it? Or is it something that we could pick up? So, of course, each of those areas... Uh, are constantly changing. So they're areas that we should probably visit at least once a year in our business. And then the SWOT analysis, or strengths, weaknesses, opportunities and threats, uh, look at uh, both internally and externally. So the strengths and weaknesses is looking at the strengths and weaknesses internally, the ones that the the company actually has, whereas opportunities and threats are external to the business. So uh, strengths could be things like... uh, good financial position that they're in or a business location or competitiveness compared to uh, similar businesses also you need to have a look at your own strengths as a, as an individual in the business and uh, and also of course your weaknesses uh, poorly motivated staff cash flow problems falling sales poor systems and of course one of the weaknesses could be that you might be a bit of a procrastinator and therefore that would Uh, be having an effect on uh, your decision making process then the opportunities are are there new markets out there opening up are there uh, areas out there where uh, the competition is not actually providing uh, the right product or service that you could jump in and and provide and then of course the threats are well is there going to be some more uh, uh, competitors coming in and joining the bank wagon maybe there's uh, key staff members uh, losing those Um, Although the consumer confidence. So, all of those areas again need regular review, probably once a year, I would suggest, along with your business plan because uh, both the uh, SWOT analysis and the PEST analysis are part of your business plan. And I would recommend that you visit your business plan at least once a year, um, if, if not more, and uh, monitoring your cash flow probably on a monthly basis time for our Harvard Business Review tip. This particular one, leaders win trust by not hiding their doubts. Leaders have been trained to hide vulnerabilities, to minimise risk and to be consistent, level-headed and in complete control at all times. But it's impossible to trust someone who's always rational, serious and in control. If you want to win trust from your employees, colleagues and bosses, you need to have the courage to present yourself as a more complex being. This means being comfortable with expressing doubt. Smart leaders know that there is more than one right answer. And so even after they commit to a decision, they're not afraid to revisit and change course if necessary. You should adopt the Strong Opinions Weakly Held mantra, especially when trying to navigate complex and uncertain uh, situations. Don't focus so much on always being a visionary. Instead, try to be more human. Express doubt, ask for the contrary uh, opinions, and be willing to change your mind several times if necessary. That's interesting, isn't it? Sometimes we feel that we've got to be just that strength all the time. Next week, we're going to f- visit the tax world with Chartered Accountant Tony Vidray. We'll have our minute on innovation with Christina and we'll have a look at uh, some of those things that she's learned from overseas conference. And we'll have some more business and legal news and views that might affect your business. I'd love your company again for business, the law in you, at the same time next week. Until then, have an exciting and prosperous week. And as Leonardo da Vinci once said... I have been impressed with the urgency of doing. Knowing is not enough. We must apply. Being willing is not enough. We must do. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.